What's the one thing we all have in common? Well, maybe it's two. We need to eat and we want to enjoy it. But what if we lived in a community where eating healthy and local is possible for everyone? Well, the good news is that we do live there and that it is possible for everyone. The Chef Farm and Fork podcast will teach you how to pick peak seasonal ingredients to make delicious, uncomplicated dishes so that you can eat well while supporting local when it's available, which is more often than you think. We can't wait for you to get to know some of our favorite farmers, ranchers, artisans, and small business friends. Click the subscribe button now to join us in our adventures in community and gastronomy. Hi, everybody. I am here with Megan from Mad Magic Kombucha in Bent Hill. Hi, Megan. How are you? Hey, Natalie. How's it going? Um, pretty well. You know, long time no see. I think since uh, Sunday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Five long days. <laughs> <laughs> but. Do not despair. I have not been without kombucha in those five days. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're enjoying those yummy flavors I had last week. Oh, so good. So if you could um, tell our listeners just a little bit about who you are, what you do with Mad Magic, and who they might know Mad Magic as from before 2020. Definitely. So uh, my name's Megan, um, a.k.a. The Mother at Mad Magic Kombucha. Um, we are formerly MTO Kombucha. Uh, MTO stood for made-to-order kombucha. And you could find us on the shelves of your local natural market, uh, cafe, coffee shop, um, in mason jars. We decided last year that we needed our outside to match our inside. And we needed to showcase our kombucha in a different light. We went with Mad Magic uh, because we do bottle magic. Um, kombucha is a, a very magical drink. <laughs> and um, we really feel like the bright and uh, fun colors and uh, new bottle make for a just a, a, a more exciting drinking experience um, when it comes to our non-alcoholic kombucha. Well, I don't know how drinking your kombucha could be any more magical than it already was before, but <laughs> I do love the new bottles. I love um, the labels. They're just so pretty with the little flourishes on them. And I like that they're different colors and it's easy to identify which flavor is your flavor. Definitely. Yeah. It's like drinking the rainbow with our bottles. It's <laughs> we, we we pretty much cover every shade <laughs> with different flavors. <laughs> So for people who don't know you or haven't been to your location, can you just tell them a little bit more about where the location is and so that when it's time for everything to reopen again, folks can come and see you? Definitely. So we have a tasting room and a butchery in Vint Hill, Virginia, formerly Vint Hill Farm Station. It's a little section out in Warrington, Virginia. It used to be farmland and now it's kind of this little up and coming area. We have lots of fun other businesses to visit, and uh, it's really been a really quaint place to grow. Yeah, in our tasting room, uh, we decided to open that back in 2015, just for weekends, people to come in, 
uh, we were more of a fill station and kind of a place where people could come in and explore new flavors and learn about kombucha. And uh, we decided to open up full time last year, but up Monday through Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you all are over there for people who are beer lovers. Mm -hmm. They're over there. Old Busthead Brewery. They're just a couple of doors down. And um Old Busthead has you all on tap, don't they? They do, yeah. They're <laughs> they're they're helping us out spread the word. And uh it's it's a good alternative to uh, alcoholic beverages, especially if you're the DD or um someone living sober um or under the age of 21. Kombucha still gives you that feeling of participating in that brewery experience. Um, without the uh, side effects of alcohol. <laughs> so you just described me to a T. Yeah. <laughs> because beer doesn't always agree with me. There are some beers that are better than others. Like there's a few from Powers. There is one from Old Bushead that I like. But usually when I'm at Old Bushead meeting people, I'm there for the food truck mm-hmm. and chat. And my husband is there for the beer. <laughs> That's such a very typical situation. We we have tons of uh, ladies that come into our tasting room. Uh, they're like, we just needed to kill time while our husbands are drinking beer. And it's, you know, a great opportunity for them to enjoy our kombucha, learn more about us and, and give them something to do while, while the guys kind of hang and do their thing. Yeah, yeah. And then your other neighbors over there include... Um, there's Allen and Wayne Designs over there. And yeah. so 4P Foods, my friends at 4P Foods have uh, a space over behind Old Busthead and behind you all. Um, it so it's pretty, it's popping over there in Vinton Hill. There's a couple little cafes mm-hmm. too. So for everything to come back to normal. I know. Yeah. We just can't wait. Uh, another really fantastic neighbor of ours, uh, Simply Pure um, Natural Products. They they actually make our kombucha soap for us. They take our our kombucha and uh, turn it into this antibacterial, um, deliciously smelling uh, soap. So it's a nice place to kind of just shop and spend the afternoon, you know, get some cute little local things. Huh. That's a really cool point to make right now because I feel like antibacterial soap in the liquid form is flying off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Your is bars, yep, right? Yep. Bars. Um, you know, antibacterial bars mm-hmm. through Mad Magic. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of our, we, we do have you know, several different scents that we offer. The big one's going to be the lavender because lavender has natural, those natural properties. Absolutely. Yeah. And Simply Pure, I think they're even making um, hand sanitizer and other soaps like that just to help support personal hygiene, you know, effort that we're all trying to make right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's a daily struggle to remember just those little extra hand sanitizations or washes. Yeah. And especially as kind of the longer we're in this, the more we kind of forget and take it for granted. Mm-hmm. So it's good to keep it up front of mind. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so tell our listeners, because, you know, I being a chef, um, I, I love fermented things and I love kombucha and it's not for everyone, I will say, but you all have definitely converted some of my mm, resistors in, <laughs> into kombucha lovers, some of my friends that we're like, ooh, that's not for me. But your your kombucha formulations are so well done. And I just want people to understand a little bit more about how kombucha is made and the benefits for your digestive system and the rest of your body. Yeah, I mean, 
speaking to, you know, our recipe, honestly, we keep it as simple as possible. Anybody who wants to drink any kind of kombucha, I I, I completely support them. But you know, a lot of kombucha that you're going to find on the shelf these days, it has man-made bacteria, it's pasteurized, there's added juice, uh, juices, extracts, sweeteners, all this other funky stuff that can really take away from the true kombucha. Let me stop you for a second. I'm no, sorry. Yeah. I know I'm totally interrupting you, but you just said that some companies pasteurize their kombucha. Absolutely. Doesn't that negate some of the health? Benefits? It totally does. And oh my god, I know. So really, what you're look, what you're buying in the grocery store is uh, a probiotic drink. And again, probiotics—that's what we want. That's what we need. You know, we're eating so many dead nutrient foods these days that we need the true nutrients um, back in our digestive system. And with genuine kombucha, like Mad Magic Kombucha, we're able to, you know, reintroduce those good gut bacterias, really bring your digestive system back to where it's supposed to be or help keep it that way. There are plenty of pasteurized (laughs) kombuchas on the shelf. They do is they kind of go back in and they add these strains, multiple different strains of bacteria. Uh-huh. And uh, and that's kind of where you're getting the probiotic benefits. Unfortunately, right now, you know, there's not a lot of regulation with the kombucha that's on the market today. Um, there's a lot of things going on in D.C. Uh, with the Kombucha Act that will bring about plenty of different <laughs> changes here coming soon. But it's interesting what what people are getting away with right now. Yeah, so you've got like kombucha lobbyists working on this for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a whole there's a whole organization dedicated to, um, you know, regulating uh, kombucha, which we we're we're for and we're we're hesitant about because you know when it comes uh, when the government kind of steps in and they start questioning, you know, the alternative holistic things. That's when it starts to get a little tricky and. For, for us who are really trying to put out a pure drink. I mean, you're not going to get anything purer than Mad Magic Kombucha. Yeah. And I think just, I've tried a lot of different kinds of kombucha and it can get expensive. I have dropped mm-hmm. a lot on certain kinds of bottles or um, carafes of kombucha. And sometimes I'm disappointed because you know, you can tell the level of ferment depending on kind of like the punch it packs. Mm-hmm. And I have had some watery <laughs> kombucha. So I always know that with Mad Magic, it's going to be consistent when I open a bottle of mm-hmm. it. And it's always like just the right amount of that punch with without being overbearing. Because I've also had some on the, the other end that were just like weren't drinkable. Absolutely. Because they were too, too potent. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Every batch is different. Uh, you're working with something that is truly living. When we kind of talk more about kombucha, I'll, I'll let you know a little bit more about that. But, you know, every batch is different. And we have these standards uh, that we try to meet with every single batch. And, you know, some get away from us and, and they don't get to uh, they don't get to be flavored and bottled. But, yeah, we 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 try really hard to uh, maintain the highest quality, most consistent 
kombucha on the market? Well, as a really particular consumer, (laughs) I'll say that nicely, as a really particular consumer, um, I feel like you all do a great job. And I'm sorry to interrupt you on that tangent, but I'll let you go ahead and, and tell folks about how kombucha is made. Yeah. So just a little history about kombucha. Um, it's been around for quite a while. You know, it's, it's become a very mainstream drink um, in the past, I'd say four or five years, maybe a little more going on six or seven. But kombucha has a history dating back over 2000 years. What we pride ourselves on is that we try and keep it as traditional as possible, using those uh, traditional techniques, those ancient cultures. Kombucha is a fermented tea using organic tea, organic sugar, and our culture, which uh, we call a SCOBY, S-C-O-B-Y. And that's an acronym. SCOBY stands for Symbiotic Colony of Bacteria and Yeast. Um, So those bacteria and yeast work together to thrive off of the sugar and the caffeine in the sweet tea. The sugar fuels the fermentation and the caffeine kind of keeps things going. And they work together to convert sweet tea into kombucha. Loaded with healthy acids and probiotics. Um, One thing we try to keep consistent is the pH level of our kombucha, which some people love and some people have a hard time with because of how low the pH is. That is, you know, where you want to be at for the most ideal, non-alcoholic, uncaffeinated uh, kombucha. Right, right. Well, I think that is just a fascinating process overall. I mean, fermented foods and beverages are are really having their moment right now. And hopefully it's not just a moment. Hopefully people really realize that, you know, gut health is a really, really good way to make sure a lot of things in your body are regulated properly. And I think kombucha and incorporating kombucha into your um diet and your beverage intake is a really easy way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't have to buy those really expensive and often ineffective probiotic pills from the grocery store. So one thing that you and I have been talking a lot about lately are that, it, like you were saying before, you know, sometimes you want a festive drink and sometimes you want it with alcohol and sometimes you want it without alcohol. And so uh, kombucha, I think is a really cool ingredient to utilize for cocktails and mocktails. And believe it or not, it works out really, really well. Do you have any favorite recipes? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, when when you add a little bit of spiced rum to our harvest spice kombucha, oh my gosh, over ice with a little cinnamon stick. It's probably my favorite year-round drink, even though it has that cinnamon clove, you know, very fall-inspired flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just an excellent an excellent drink for someone who does not drink you know liquor or dark liquor or anything like that very often. It's a, it's a good way to kind of bring a balance balance to your drink. Uh, that sounds delicious, and I would even say like for me, I would probably juice like a really nice fresh apple, yep. like from one of our orchards or one of our vendors. Like Archwood has Seahass Seahass Orchards, and I just got some beautiful late season apples from them. And so I'm going to be juicing one to use in a kombucha cocktail soon. Nice. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about the cocktails and the mocktails is you can actually replace any simple syrups or additionally like sugary 
liqueurs uh, or flavorings with uh, with kombucha, especially with Mad Magic. We do have 19 different flavors. So honestly, the cocktail recipes are endless. Yes, splashes of uh, fresh citrus, fresh juice to balance out that little bit of sourness um, that kombucha has. It always makes for a better a better cocktail. Yeah, or even just some raw honey. And then that right there mm-hmm. is going to to your kind of functional foods collection that you're collecting in your cocktail glass. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the What really impresses me with kombucha, you know, is it helps your liver do its job. Um, it binds to toxins and releases those, you know, so that your liver doesn't have to work it as hard and you don't necessarily have that funky hangover feeling the next day. It also, you know, helps with digestion. So if you're overindulging a little bit, you know, it kind of helps move things along so you're not you're not feeling so yucky next day yeah and the the ginger flavors are often my go-to I always like to have a a ginger flavor in the mix because that's something that also helps soothe you know some upset stomach issues Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking and remembering back to when I was first introduced to MTO now you all were just like master mixologists with the flavors. <laughs> so if I just wanted a straight kombucha drink, like kombucha, no other ingredients, mm-hmm. but wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit, what flavor combinations would you suggest pairing with one another? Um, well, that's, that's a, that's a big question because <laughs> we in the in the tasting room actually we have over a hundred like documented blends of kombucha because of our 19 flavors we're able to like mix them with anything we do have an original that doesn't have any flavors infused and that is one that you can kind of play with at home and add you know, whatever to, to kind of make it your own special kombucha. I'm not sure if that's exactly where you were going with that, but. Uh. Well, I'm thinking like your flavors, like I know you guys have a really good lime basil mm-hmm. is good with a splash of the orange kombucha in it to kind of have like that double layer of citrus. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking just out of your bottled flavors, like if you were going to pick two bottled flavors to mix together to make a new flavor, what would you say those might be? Well, one of the, honestly, one of the most popular flavor combinations we have is the uh, uh, Dreamsicle. We mix our orange kombucha and our vanilla kombucha. So it's almost oh. like drinking dessert. Oh my gosh, I need to do a cocktail with that. Absolutely. A cocktail with that. Yeah. I've been meaning to arrange kind of like a delivery of a a large amount of flavors, (laughs) but I haven't quite gotten there yet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and we can definitely hook you up with a sample case. And uh, we have this, we have this dream. Well, I have a dream that one day I'll have this kombucha cocktail and cookbook. And uh, we're so we, we're kind of acquiring recipes now. That's one of one of my my little hopes there is to just show people that, you know, kombucha is not just for sick people. It's not just for, you know, drinking for health reasons. It can be fun. It can be incorporated in other areas of your diet. Absolutely. Well, if you need help with that in any way, you oh, let and, me know. We'll make yeah, that. No, Chef Natalie <laughs> to the rescue. <laughs> it'll be fun we'll get our we'll get our um farmers to help us absolutely oh that would be so fun 
Yeah. <laughs> it's could be a community kombucha cookbook. Oh my gosh, that's even better. <laughs> oh, my heart's beating Feeling fast. <laughs> well, very cool. Megan, I just wanted to say thank you so much for giving us a lot of info about kombucha today and just kind of demystifying it a little bit I feel like there are still some folks out there who are like "Ooh, kombucha Mm -hmm. I don't know so I just really encourage people to try it and to try mad magic in particular formerly MTO kombucha because they have just really perfected what they're doing and you know it's really easy to enjoy it I mean I love the new bottles they're really easy to drink from um, and they're really easy to you know, just cap up and save the rest for later. And they're, they're just beautiful. (laughs) They're beautiful. Yeah. They're little pieces of art. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Megan, um, else that you want listeners to know about Mad Magic Kombucha or the operation in Vinton Hill? Well, you know, I just want to make sure everybody's staying safe out there. Uh, One thing that we're doing to protect ourselves in the community is we aren't open uh, in our tasting room to the public at the moment. But we are doing curbside delivery or curbside pickup, excuse me. And uh, we are doing free home delivery right now for everybody. So if you have any questions, just give us a call. Check us out on our website. Uh, follow us on, you know, Facebook and Instagram for the most updated information about where we're at. Been enjoying your new photos with the new packaging. They're really pretty. And just so everyone knows, the website is MAD, M-A-D, MAGIC, M-A-G-I-C, kombucha k-o-m-b-u-c-h-a dot com that's right awesome well i will let you get back to your little one i know you have a little one at home and we're all kind of uh adjusting with yeah a little everyone in the family at home at once so yeah well i appreciate it and this was really fun um and i look forward to some exciting you know recipe exploration Absolutely. Oh, we forgot to say that Mad Magic is at the Warrington Farmer's Market and the Archwood Green Barns Farmer's Market in Fauquier County. That's correct. Yep. And we are doing pre-orders and uh, pick up at the market. Um, So again, just give us a call or shoot us an email if you want to pre-order. Yes. And pre-ordering is beneficial because since it's kind of hard to tell what to bring to market and your product is temperature sensitive, Mm -hmm. we all have been bringing like you know, a few flavors at a time. But if you want access to all of the flavors and you want to pick up at the market, pre-ordering is your best bet. Definitely. Awesome, Megan. Well, I know I'll see you soon, at least on Saturday. Okay. Sounds great. (laughs) All right. Hi, Chef Natalie here. Words cannot describe how much I appreciate your support. This is a pro bono passion project that I started to spread the stories about our local food and the people who work hard to make it available to our community. If you enjoy the content we've been providing, please consider making a listener contribution. All funds will be put to use in our local economy through the procurement of ingredients for our show exclusively from local farmers, ranchers, and food artisans. I will utilize the ingredients in the weekly cooking episode of our show. I do not receive any compensation in the form of money or product from vendors because I want to preserve the integrity of the value of their products. Thank you for your support.